Hi, I'm Coach Nikki, and welcome to the Business 101 Show podcast. This is where we cut up the show, we remove the songs out of it, but we leave everything else in so you can still have the radio type experience. I hope you enjoy. One hundred and one FM management wish to advise that the opinions and comments stated on this program are not to be considered as endorsed by Radio Logan Incorporated. We're Logan Cities. One hundred and one FM. The following business program is general in nature and is provided as entertainment. It should not be considered advice. Business Tribe, Tribe. welcome back to your home for business on the FM dial. Monday night is Business Night, and it's time for the Business 101 Show. Broadcasting live from Logan's 101 FM studios in Logan Central. Here are your hosts, Business Coach Nikki, Digital Coach Carrie, and Logan's own Mal West. Yes, uh, very good evening. Welcome to the Business 101 show for this Monday night. Coach Nicky, we've zoomed him all the way in high tech and we've got him uh, all the way from the Philippines. G'day, mate. Yeah, g'day. Good evening, Mel, and good evening, Tribe. Welcome to Monday. It's our collective favourite night of the week. Now, we've got a very special guest in the studio. Kerry, do you want to introduce our guest tonight? We do. I'd like to welcome Deputy Mayor Natalie Wilcox. Natalie, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for having me. It's very I kind of feel like we should have had, like, trumpet or music or something. I know. Like, <laughs> like we don't have that. No, no budget, that's, sorry. No, that's way too over the top. <laughs> Now, it's really great to have uh, the newly minted Deputy Mayor. Now, it just so happens it was two months ago today that you uh, that you got voted in by your peers to take on the role. Right. So we sort of feel like it's a bit of a coup for us. You know, eight weeks in, we, oh. we're going to hear from you a little bit later in the hot seat about Excellent. what you've been doing and the billion dollars that you're helping to deliver. Yes, $1 billion and $14 million to be exact. <laughs> well, don't forget the 14. <laughs> That's it. We're ticking you over. Now, it's also very fortuitous that you're in studio tonight because being an ex-economics teacher, uh, one, you'd probably need that skill to you know talk us through the budget, but two, the th- show theme for tonight is being ready for the end of financial year. Now, Kerry, we're going to do a joint coaches corner later on about that. Yeah. We'll be uh, having a chat about, I guess, what we do in our businesses coming into the end of the financial year and giving the listeners some tips. Yeah, fantastic. Now, guys, uh, we normally start with what are you grateful for? I think we should do that, and we'll include the Deputy Mayor in on this, but we'll give you the grace of going last. Mel, do you want to go first? Uh, Mine is family, but modern technology, because as you know, my eldest daughter um, flew out today um, to America. Hand Um, him the tissues, Kerry. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, he needed them, yeah. Modern technology. Yeah. Yeah, good on you, mate. The world's a small place with uh, voice calling and video calling, so I do a lot of travel for business, and Millie and I, that's actually what saves our marriage, is um, we can video call and you s- at least get a little bit of more connection than so good. just a phone call. So, yeah. Kerry, what are you grateful for today? Uh, cruising is back, people. I am grateful for cruising being back. I spent three days away from uh, Thursday to Sunday, had a fantastic time. I'm all relaxed, best girls weekend ever, and, uh, yeah, that's what I'm grateful for. Good on you. Uh, me, I'm I'm grateful for opportunity. Uh, I'm building a startup software business, so um, I think this is business number 10 for me. So I'm just grateful that we live in a world where we have the right coloured passport where you can basically go anywhere and have a go at anything that you want to do. So I'm really, that's not lost on me this trip, so I'm, that's what I'm feeling grateful for. 
Now, Deputy Mayor Wilcox, what are you <laughs> feeling grateful for this evening? Oh, look, it's always just the family. They're always so supportive of everything I do, and uh, and I'm very supportive supportive of everything they do. So we're we work as a team our little tribe, our little family. So, yeah, I have to say I'm always supportive and always grateful for them. And if uh, people would like to get in touch with us here at the Business 101 Show, it can be done by the phone 3808 8101 or message our Facebook page at Business 101 Show. So just a couple of ways that they can get in touch with us here at the Business Show. So last week's uh, show... Oh, yeah, sorry, that's me. <laughs> Bit of a silence there. <laughs> so last week's uh, show, I can't even remember what we spoke about. Now I'm having an absolute mental blank, not looking at my looking at my um, pages here. It but was the secret to that's success. That's right. It was actually, Nikki, it was the secret to success. So, guys, what did you think about the secret to success? Did you have a think about that? Nikki, any comments on that? No, I think... We were supposed to tell people to um, just commit to what they're going to knuckle down on with those three key points of mm. how to guarantee success. So remember, what were those three points? It was show up, um, it was um, do your best, and then the rinse and re- – no, show up, pay the price, and rinse and repeat. So success is pretty much guaranteed um, if you show up, if you actually are prepared to pay the price and do the work. And then, of course, rinse and repeat is – amplify what works and eliminate what doesn't so did you have a think about that tribe did you think about what is it that you really want to go for um what are you going to have a crack at and then are you willing to pay the price that it takes to get there so uh, i kind of feel like i'm living that because i didn't decide to come back uh to the office until tuesday morning and i was on a plane wednesday morning so after doing the show monday i was drinking my own kool-aid and i was actually sitting there in denial on tuesday going i need to actually go back so i you know you'd be proud of me carry i'd took my own advice and made it happen showed up took action yeah awesome no you mm. definitely did got in a plane and you were there doing the deed that's it that's it but look i'm really looking forward to the hot seat after this break because uh, it's the first time i'm getting to chat with deputy mayor natalie wilcox and i think it's going to be very interesting because we can roam all around the budget <laughs> um and also some of the things that you've been doing natalie and of course you're a long time resident of div 11 so that'll be interesting to have a chat with you in the hot sure seat am. That's right. Coming up as well as the hot seat, uh, we do have um, our Nickyism. I just love the Nickyisms, uh, and of course, uh, Coach's Corner. That's all coming up as part of the Business One Hundred and One Show here on 101 FM. Hi, it's Christelle Lane from Jim Chalmers' office. If you're in business, make sure you listen to the Business 101 show every Monday night at 6pm with Coach Nikki, Kerry and Mal. Right here on your local radio station, Logan's 101 FM. Are you ready for this week's business hot seat? In five, four, three, two, one. And tonight we are very happy to welcome Deputy Mayor Natalie Wilcox and also Councillor for Division 11. Welcome into the hot seat, Natalie. Hello again. Nice to have you here. Now, let's firstly talk about the area you represent because that's that, that's the first thing. You represent suburbs that a lot of Loganites may not actually recognise are in Logan, which I actually find a little bit fascinating in an odd way. Probably um, not. Silver Park, say this. <laughs> Silver Park Ridge. Under, oh, no, I've asked you the captain. Obviously, everyone asked you. Okay. Undala, Silver Park Ridge. A lot of these suburbs, I go, I know them because I've done logistics stuff through Logan, mm. but a lot of residents may not know that they are actually part of Logan. So that's, yeah, you've got a huge area, the biggest one. Yes, geographically, I have the largest division out of everyone in Logan, and I love it. I love being able to say that I am geographically the biggest when I'm sitting at the table. 
<laughs> well, that's why it makes sense that you're deputy mayor because you represent the biggest geographical area in the city. So, you know, that's that makes sense to me. But look, you are responsible for helping to bring down and then explain the billion dollar and 14 million mm-hmm. budget that Logan Council has come up with. And we were talking in the break, having a bit of a laugh about how do we make you know, 38 million for this, 9 million for that. How do we make that relevant to people so that they can actually understand where money is going? Like, how, how do you approach that? That must be tough. It is, because it's not something that you automatically see straight away. Um, even yeah. though we've handed down this budget and we've, we've allocated funds for different projects, it's not like it happens overnight. It's um, it's quite a process for, for it to get in train and get things happening and that sort of thing. Like roads projects take years in the making and that sort of thing to get handed down. Um, so yeah, so that's that's probably the frustrating thing. Like, yay, we've done this budget and it's just tipped over a billion dollars again for the second year in a row. But to actually yep. see things come to fruition is actually, it's really tough as a councillor because it takes so long to see things come through, um, you know, and it, it just, it really does take years. Now, talking about how we get the money in to deliver a billion dollar budget mm-hmm. out, uh, how good is it that Logan is the cheapest place to live? I know. All the other councils have got bigger rises. I Brisbane, know. up the road, 4.3. Uh, I think Redlands were at 5. Gold Coast, 499. Yep. And Logan was 2.4? 2.49, bottom line. Yep. It's oh, that makes awesome. me happy. Yep. Great, great money managers. And Kerry, of course, is Loganite by residency. And yep. uh, you're very happy about that, aren't you, Kerry? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we want to we want to get the biggest bang for our buck without there being too much of a rise. Mm. So I think, um, you know, Natalie would have heard that from the constituents out yep. there about what they're, what they're after. I mean, like business, I mean, if you've got the lowest increase, that must mean you're great money managers because it means you, you're actually... You, you don't have you're looking for less money which means you've got more in consolidated revenue which means you've managed expenses really well yep we've been really considered we've um, we've taken a really sensible really responsible look at the budget this year and when we when we handed this down there was there was no really major projects out there for any one single division like we have had in previous years. There was one specific park that we um, that we put funding into, and that was in Miriam Stemps, Councillor Miriam Stemps area, and that was Alexander Clark, where we we um, I think it was just over six million dollars that we're putting into the three stages of that park. But that mm-hmm. was the only park that essentially we've singled out out of all of the. The, um, the, the divisions and that sort of thing. So we were really responsible, really sensible, looking at everything. And it's it really is a budget for the whole of city. Yeah. That's exciting. It's exciting. And touching on something you said earlier, a bit of frustration about obviously it won't all be spent in the next 12 months. Mm. Like it's projects and you've got to yep. then put it out to tender, I'm supposing, you know, yep. contractors and blah, blah. Like if you look at the Scotts Lane development, which mm. is that joint funding with the Federal Bridges yep. program, there's another $241 million for roads here. But so are we talking about they could be projects for the next five or sort of ha- what's the horizon on these sort of things? Yeah, generally, like you've got to have it basically shovel ready to even get it to that stage. So you've yeah. already ha- have to have spent quite a quite a fair fair bit of money to get it to shovel ready and then once you're there then you actually have to go through all your tender processes and 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 procurement and all the rest of it um so yeah so it can still take like another two years to to get a a road project ready i guess um even on top of that because then you've still got to do your consultation and like or more consultation and stuff like that so just saying that it's shovel ready um, I guess sometimes some, some projects are depending on what, what the project is and that sort of thing and then some projects still need to go through even more hoops to even get there. 
Yeah, I think from what I've seen, uh, something that's probably added to that process for this particular lot of counsellors is that you guys are really great at community consultation mm. and whether that's just learning from the mistakes of the past, mm. but, um, you know, certainly putting it out there to the community to say, hey, tell us your thoughts. Mm. Um, you guys have got the Have Your Say, which is in the back end of the yep. council website as mm. well, where uh, you can actually go on and have your say about particular projects that are coming up. So um, that's another thing that sort of slows things down, doesn't it, when you get that consultation back and you have to reconsider yep. possibly what you you may have initially thought was a great idea yep yep definitely you know and and not everything does go through have your says that's just the um the very official ones mm-hmm. but most councillors put it out there i know i've had something out there on my facebook um because i've got a pump track for ison park ison road park and um and i've just had you know give me your feedback and that sort of thing and had I think 30 comments over the weekend and that sort of thing. So now I've got to collate those comments and make sure they go back to offices just to make sure that everyone's had their say, they've, they've looked at everything before it goes out to final designs and stuff like that. So mm. that's, tracks that's are so much long. fun. There's a huge oh. one up um, on the north side of Brisbane. There's a really big one. I was delivering flowers one night. I remember driving past it. So it was brand new and the kids were having fun on the scooters. I even had a crack on a scooter. <laughs> over, but it was, it was actually, they're quite a lot of fun if people don't know what they are. They should, they're... <laughs> it's just funny what you're not exposed to until you trip over it you know what I mean yep. so if people are hearing the word pump track that's what it means like scootering and skateboarding yep. you can even do mountain biking as well because yes. gold medalists living in Logan but that's that's yes. fantastic yep. now you, you got excited about the recycling budget you're I a did. nerd with nine million dollars <laughs> on recycling and you got really excited about styrofoam uh, and yeah so we've actually we're having a mattress recycling and polystyrene so it doesn't end up in our landfill so essentially what they're going to do is with those mattresses they're going to pull out all the metal and all the bits and bobs and that sort of thing and then part of that they can actually go and resell it um, and then so we're not left as much going back into the landfill so it's very very small um, and that sort of thing so yeah so it's kind of exciting because the Browns Plains tip isn't going to be there forever and that sort of thing Mm. so they're trying to minimize all the waste that's going in there so this is just one more project that they've got going so yeah there must be a lot of mattresses going in the landfill because you always see people dumping mattresses on the side of the road, unfortunately. Look, there I always was. see mattresses yep. everywhere, right? Yep. I can't remember the, the exact numbers of how many, but it was actually huge. But like then, a yeah. yeah, but then the amount of metal and stuff that comes out of it was, I think, equivalent to about 10 kilos per mattress. I wow. think. So, yeah, it's quite a bit. Yeah, well, I can't lift a mattress on my own. No. I just, <laughs> so I just, I just next slide it possible. on my tiles away yeah. from one end of the house to the other. <laughs> exactly. I can't <laughs> flip it on my own. <laughs> now, um, I need to ask you about you because this is my first time mm. uh, chatting with you and I think the listeners would be really interested. You, you're a teacher in another life, yep. economics teacher, HPE. You're a sports tragic because you're president of the swimming club. <laughs> um, both your daughters, Zoe and Ruby, look quite athletic girls and they're into their sports. What, what made you change from that to then go, I'm going to go have a crack at local council? What was your motivation? Um, so I wasn't economics. I was, I'm HPE legal studies home ec trained. Um, oh, I've got that so wrong then. Sorry. That's all right. Close enough. It's near enough. Um, home ec economics. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's the legal side of it, the legal studies. So I absolutely loved teaching senior legal studies um, and that sort of thing. So I always had a bit of law and I always was teaching a bit of politics. So I just sort of loved it. Um, and then when there was no incumbent sitting, I thought about it, did a lot of homework, sat in on meetings over at council and that sort of thing um, just to see what it was like, to see if I might have a crack. 
Um, and yeah, and then you actually went to sit in on meetings. Yes, I did. When Tamara was um, oh. when Tamara O'Shea was over there, um, when there was no councillors as such. So yeah, so I went mm-hmm. and sat in on quite a few meetings and just absolutely fluked when I could go. Luckily enough, and absolutely sat there going, you know what? I think I could do this. I think I really could, um, and that sort of thing. And had a few chats with with the hubby and the dad, um, my kids, and that sort of thing. And yeah just and I absolutely love it like now it's the job it's it's the perfect job for me it's it's the old saying you know find a job you love and you never work a day in your life and I absolutely love it like it is just me to a T absolutely love it yeah fantastic and did you are you, do you still pinch yourself because three years later you're deputy mayor of the city I know it's really strange someone actually said that That's to fantastic. me like just not long ago and they went look at you go like you know, a year ago you were a councillor or two years ago you were a councillor and now you're deputy mayor and before that you were a teacher and I'm like, oh yeah, that's that's kind of a wild ride to sort of go on like over the past couple of years and that sort of thing. So, But I've got really good ties to, to teacher friends still and they, they keep me very grounded, trust me. Yeah, that's what you want. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine that now being in local government you may actually represent some of the things that they're trying to change so there may be some interesting conversations moving forward even though that's state issue for education but yeah like I still have quite a few conversations especially um with the school that I did finish up in um because I was in a non-mainstream education Queensland setting um called Queensland Pathway State College fantastic setting they've got settings all across Queensland I think I've got seven currently I'm not sure if they've got any more um but it was working with disengaged and disadvantaged kids and it is the most rewarding um, place as a teacher that you could ever work. It was just the most beautiful place to um, to really help some kids and that sort of thing. So, yeah. I was going to ask you about that because in your bio on the council website, it says um, transitional education yep. setting. Yeah. What is transitional? I think a transitional, <laughs> it's, it's fluid, moving. It is. It really is. So, we're, we weren't mainstream. Uh, kids no. would come to us basically um, when they were no longer in in a normal education setting. It didn't have to they be... They been moved on, didn't fit yep. in anywhere. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it didn't have to be um, like a, um, a, a state one. It could have been private. It could have been anything. Um, they Some of them were even out of juvie and that sort of thing and came to us. Um, but by the time they came to us, they... There was mutual respect from the, from the get-go with these with these young people and that sort of thing. Um, and we were actually able to transition them out with full QCEs within six months and stuff like this. And, you know, they were the ones that the teachers in mainstream, they weren't able to, to give all their attention to because they had 25 other kids in their class. Mm. So by the time they came to us, we were able to give them more one-on-one time and that sort of thing. So they really did... They worked hard, and some of them, some of them were able to graduate so early um, and and so much faster than what they ever would have imagined. Was just fantastic. So, and it's it's a place where you have to be able to teach anything and everything. Like you're across the board. Like you're a maths, you're a maths one minute, you're science the next. Yeah, I'm doing home ec classes the next. Teaching them all about legal studies and 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 their rights as young people and that sort of thing. So yeah, it was an amazing. It's really an amazing place to work. You must have really enjoyed it because your face is really lining up when you're talking about those days. So yeah. that's, it, it's nice to see. You know, I think, I think that strikes me as you were talking, with great power comes great responsibility. Mm. So when you look forward now, Deputy Mayor of the City, mm. um, things are going great. What is it you want to achieve in the role that you have? Is there anything that in the back of your mind you go, this is what I want to go... Like, I'm not saying you're on the way out. Like, mm. What do you want to achieve now that you have the office? 
Look, for me, it's all about working with the councillors as a team and it's about capacity building across the board so that we've all got... um, We've, we've all got such different roles behind us and that sort of thing. And that's probably why we all work so well together um, because we really are a very diverse bunch of people sitting up there and that sort of thing. So we really do work well and it's about giving all of us capacity building. So last week um, I actually stood down as my role of Chair of Governance. I um, resigned from that position so that I could concentrate on being Deputy Mayor and Councillor. Um, and it was something that I always knew I wanted to do. So I always said... If I become Deputy Mayor, I won't continue on in my role as Chair of Governance. Um, and I, I always said that I'd take it through budget and then I'd um, step down. So last week I stood down as that. Um, so it's about me also giving someone else the opportunity to step up in that role um, so that we've all had some capacity building leading into the next election um, so that we've all done different roles and we've all held r- different responsibilities across the city and stuff as well. So key. Very I mean, music to your ears. You're is, the team guru. You it love is, teams. Yeah. Multi-skilling, don't That's we call right. that in the small business world. <laughs> so making sure that everybody has the opportunity yeah. to, and I guess too, they get to figure out where they shine and where yep. they're really, really good at, which is great for us as you know people living in Logan to know that we've got the best people in the job. Mm. So, And it's not all about, you know, giving everyone a shot um, and, mm. you know, going, oh, it's like everyone having a go and you know like every 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 kid gets a prize no it's not like that it really is about capacity building for all of us and giving us all the skills and responsibilities that we all need to make this the best place to live in the city of logan well it, it constantly impressed by our councillors because you're all a team like you all talk mm. about team and that obviously is translating across uh, all the divisions and when you look at socials uh, it, everyone's supporting everybody, which is a, isn't that a nice change from the state mm. and federal politics that we're being exposed to? With the you know, it's it's okay to hate the other side just because of the colour, but everyone is just intermingling and helping each other mm. and getting on with the job. To use one of those slogans, so well done to you and the team. Um, what's the biggest challenge facing council? Oh, I think it's probably continuing on, making sure that we are delivering the low rate rises that we've been able to do so far and hopefully we can continue to do that in the future Um, but also being able to deliver all of these projects on time um, that everyone wants and deserves to have in the city of Logan. Wow so that's the success path and you're not going to know that for a few years. That's right because because we're all so new um, you know we basically all had to start from scratch um, again and that sort of thing. So it does take a long time. Like I've got a list on my whiteboard in my office that's a that's a full A4 list and it, you know, I don't know how many projects are even on there. There's probably about 30 projects on there that are in train. And I think so far since I've been elected, I think I've delivered about five. Um, <laughs> and the rest of them are all in a queue to all get done. So it's quite painful. But when you get it done, it's like, oh, my God, I've actually got something done. Yay. <laughs> No, that's fantastic. Look, we ask most of our politician friends when they come in, Mm. how do you put up with the haters? How do you put up with the detractors? They're the one percenters. They're the ones, and honestly, they are the loudest ones, um, but Mm -hmm. they are the one percenters. um, And literally, I literally just switch off from them. Um, You know, not that you try and ignore them. I'm very respectful for them. But if they keep niggling away in the background on Facebook or whatever, then you've really just got to take a step back um, and that sort of thing and just go, look, they're in this, they're in that position because of something that's happened, something that's going on around them or something. Um, and yeah, you've just really got to take a step back and just go, they are the one percenters, you know, 
the 95% of the, the community really, really show respect and they are um, fantastic um, and that sort of thing. So it's just the minority that are out there, unfortunately. It comes, with the, minority. It, it comes with the job. It really does. Yeah, no, that's spoken. why I ask it because you can't get away from that, can you? No. Sorry, yeah, I mean, we've spoken about this before with other councillors as well and th- there's a lot of confusion out there for the everyday person as to what council, what state and yep. what federal actually does, especially when it comes to our yep. roads, isn't it? It's yep. like, is that a state road or a yes. council road? Or and because there's nothing to say, oh, actually, you're about to drive onto a state road or, yeah. oh, that's actually a federal road. Yeah. No, no, there's, there's nothing like that. Yeah. It'd be awesome if there was, but... No, and Div 11, for everyone that's out there in Div 11, all of my roads are local, unfortunately. So yeah. they all fall onto me and council to fix. A big area to yeah. have well, to... Good idea, well, the good thing about that is there's $241 million in this budget for potholes. So <laughs> yeah. you, you'll, you'll be fine. I saw <laughs> your pothole few. update after the floods. So I was like, you're doing very well on keeping people updated. I know. <laughs> yeah. Some people were like, I can't believe you're actually driving around and just looking for potholes. And I'm like, actually, I'm not just driving around looking for potholes. That's just me driving around, making sure everyone... <laughs> Finding safe. them. I'm yeah. just finding them. And literally, I think the crews were watching my pothole updates and they were literally driving along behind me, filling them as I was sort of posting and that sort of thing. Because most of them I actually didn't even log in the end. The crews must have just seen it, thank goodness, and went and filled them. So, but they, they still have been filled pretty quickly, right? Wasn't there something like, was it 10,000 potholes? Or th- there two was and some phenomenal. There was about okay, two sorry. and a half thousand, yeah. Phenomenal number of yes. reported potholes. And I'm going, well, this will take years. But apparently, the crews have just been smashing them yeah. out and fixing them. They have. They really have. And that was two and a half thousand across the whole of Logan. Um, so it wasn't just Div 11, although it does feel like most of them are probably are in Div 11 um, and that sort of thing. But yeah. Well, you have the biggest area and with all the four-wheel drive, so... Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And the most amount of grass, which I know grass has been an issue. The mowing of grass has been uh, on a lot of the social media pages that I've seen in every division um, where, you know, you've had contractors, you've got new contractors, Mm. contractors have been let go, like there's been all sorts of things going on. So, and it's hard too because you need to think that those businesses that are contracted for that work, they have issues with staffing and COVID and Mm. everything else happening as well. So, when you look at the big picture you can understand why it's not a one but yeah certainly the weather we've had uh combined with those things hasn't been easy for the grass cutting the weather i'm sorry for the weather i'm (laughs) sorry just can we just like just leave it like this for a while no rain no nothing you know so we can have the grass actually stop growing because it's winter yes you know and that sort of thing so we can actually get on top of it now yeah um and yeah hopefully we get back to normal pre-covid so, yeah. Be nice. Mm. Fantastic. We're, of course, talking with Deputy Mayor Natalie Wilcox, the councillor for Division 11 for the Logan City Council. And, of course, if you live in one of the biggest uh, electorates in our city, you should be getting on to Natalie if you have any questions or concerns. I know you'd very uh, happily speak with the constituents out in Div 11. Oh, yes, all the time. I get stopped in Woolies when I'm in my Lorna Jane gym gear and my husband's like, are you seriously going to Woolworths looking like that? And I'm like, yep, if anyone wants to stop me, that's fine. Um, and I have been known to be in my Lorna Jane gym gear and a baseball cap and people stop me and have a chat and the husband refuses to come grocery shopping with me now. <laughs> <up there. laughs> Good on you. Well, that's And that's what I love about this city. We have great local representation and it really feels like uh, Logan Council is a team. We have a new Deputy Mayor, eight weeks in the job. Wish you all the best and thank you for coming on Business 101 thank Show. You. And we look forward uh, to having you back when there are issues relevant to you and your portfolio. So we'd like to leave you an open invitation to rejoin at any time. Love to. Um, 
And if people want to know more about the budget and how it's going to affect you, what the projects are, what's the best way they can follow along with the story? Um, they can just jump onto um, the Logan City Council webpage and that sort of thing. Yep. All the info's up there. And then most of the councils actually have up- uploaded, like, budgeted a glance, um, which is just like a, a one-page document. We probably, most of us have actually uploaded that onto our social media. And there has been quite a few media releases that have been put out there. I know all the local papers have, have run different media releases and that sort of thing. They're probably in last week's paper um, and that sort of thing. So, yeah. So, if they want to know more, otherwise just get contacted with me and I'll get them the information and I'll email it over to them. Fantastic. And that's, of course, Natalie Wilcox at logan.queensland.gov.au. That's Thanks it. for coming in. Thank you for having me. And there we go. Thank you very much, Natalie. And don't forget that if you'd like your business to be featured in our Hot Seat uh, segment, uh, get in touch with us here via our website, uh, business at, uh, sorry, thebusiness101show.com.au. Click on the guest show tab, fill out the form, and Kerry will get back to you. Coming up, we've got Coach's Corner and this week's Nikki-ism. Logan Southside Flower Market is open Monday to Saturday, 7am to 4pm. Southside Flower Market is where you buy the freshest, longest-lasting, farm-sized bunches of flowers, potted plants and dried arrangements. Create your own special flower bunches or choose from their beautiful pre-made bouquets. Call in or shop online and every flower delivery comes with a bonus $10 in-store voucher. And remember, Saturdays are market day at station sponsor Southside Flower Market, just off the M1, Carlisle Street, Slack Creek. In business in the Beanley Yatla area? Need help? Sick of feeling alone and battling the day-to-day slog of running your own business? You need the Beanley Yatla Chamber of Commerce station sponsor. It's made up of local business people that are there to help you and your business become more successful. They offer business mentorship and advice from experienced people. They have informative speakers, education opportunities and networking events. Just what your business needs. To find out more about joining the Beanley Yatla Chamber of Commerce, go to their website vycc.com.au and fill out the contact email. Discover the many benefits of being part of the Beanley Yatler Chamber of Commerce. It's Andrew Griffiths here, author of Someone's Got to Be the Most Expensive, Why Not Make It You? You're listening to the Business 101 show with Coach Nikki and Kerry in your local radio station, Logan 101 FM. Coach's Corner. Tonight's Coach's Corner is all around the end of the financial year and are you ready for the end of the financial year? Now it's quite interesting because although the end of financial year is obviously 30 June and you hear all the EFS um, sales and, and marketing going on, reporting times are a little bit different depending on what your entity is. So you'd probably know that if you're a company, you actually don't have to lodge your tax papers until March next year. But a lot of businesses in Logan aren't companies, they're sole traders and single owner operator businesses. So what is it that you have to do to get ready for the end of financial year and some of the things you may not have thought about. The first thing that's the most captain obvious for me is you've obviously got to do a stock take for all your assets and inventory. Now the reason why you want to do that is because you want to know exactly where you're at Um, at the 30th of June so you know what to start the year with from an asset point of view because it'll go directly to your profit and to your loss. So doing a stock take is a great way to um, make sure that you've actually got a figure that's based on some fact. Now if you're not 
needing to do an exact stock count for every single widget you've got in your business, then some assumptions based on we've got two pallets of paper which is worth X as a purchase, that's totally fine as that's what I now have as an asset on hand. Kerry, what was your stock takes like in the cafe? Did you have to count cups and lids and all that sort of everything. stuff? Everything. We had to count everything. <laughs> yeah. Well, we did. I mean, uh, we, you know, we wanted to make sure that we started the new financial year with an accurate stock count. So it, yep. it might very well be that that's where you actually come across you, you you're zeroing out of stuff that you may have thought you had that you didn't have for whatever reason um, and mm-hmm. then that gives you the opportunity to write that off as an expense at the end of that financial year so and and started it to zero start it fresh well that's you've led right into it I mean that's the thing you should be thinking about right now is where am I at from a drawings and expense point of view obviously it depends on how your business goes now if you've got a successful business you can actually pay yourself up to $180,000 to get the, the most efficient tax rate for the money that you draw out as drawing. So really up to that level, you can pretty much draw and you're not really gonna get slammed on your you know, personal tax rates. But it's also about what cost can you put into this financial year to minimize your income. Now you don't wanna do that if you're trying to sell your business. So like me, one of my businesses is up for sale. I'm trying to make those books look the best that they can. So I don't wanna add any cost into this financial year. But you should be thinking about how can you possibly lower um, your profit if you don't want to show such a large profit. Now, ways people do that, um, you'd have to. Now, can we just? We got to. We have to say, go talk to your accountant. We're not financial advisors. All mm. those legal disclaimers. But things that some people do is they even look at donating to um, charitable uh, institutions and 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 things. Um, so that's one way to minimize. It's also to buy some stock. So if you need to uh, really push out some jobs where you can obviously load your stock levels up in the last three weeks of June or four weeks and then you can hit the ground running with some stock going into the sale. What would, did you have any specifics in food and bev that you would do to try and lower your income? Oh, look, I was a cafe. So I would normally... Um order in some stock of coffee ready for the next pallet of coffee yeah yeah get in get in some get in some extra but it's another really good opportunity if you're not somebody that actually has stock that you need to be worried about um, it's a really great opportunity to have a look at all of your expenses including maybe your subscriptions and your dues and things like that and really decide whether that's something that you want to have in the next financial year whether you actually need it whether there's other technologies that you can now combine and, and make it more cost effective for your business so we sort of now in the business that I'm in, that's what we look at leading into the end of the financial year because it's not so much of a stock holding uh, kind of business. I'm hearing to see Shane going a tech audit. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's exactly right, a bit of a tech yeah. audit. So, but it is everything. It's, it's going through and sometimes you don't realise till you get to the end of the financial year, wow, I didn't realise my phone bill was that much. Um, do I really need to have, you know, a phone plan that that's that much? Um, yep. You know, is there any ways of being able to save some money and possibly giving you the opportunity to spend it elsewhere where it is needed? It's not always just about cutting costs. Sometimes it's about, well, if we take some cost from here that we're spending, then we can spend it over here. I know you're also talking um, like Mal, you know, you moonlight in sales at 101. I mean, you could even also forward buy some advertising if you needed to move some costs into this year to actually get on air. I mean, again, I know it sounds a bit interesting because we are broadcasting on 101, but 101's a community radio station run by volunteers. So if you wanted to get some advertising costs into the books this year, you could take out an advertising package on the community radio station, get some cost relief. Plus, your the, the key is it's got to be good money spent. So if you're spending money, it's got to return on your spend because I can't get this whole... People want to minimise their tax, so they go and buy lost stuff that, that loses them money. I'm going, why? That's just pointless. Like, you're in business to make money. But you know, advertising is not a bad way to get some uh, cost in and also get some benefit out. 
Yeah, Anything absolutely. And if you've got some money to spend, then you know now's a chance to do it. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's a great opportunity, as you said. You, you can uh, make the investment, and and then your ads will just run. Pre yeah, pre uh, prepay the sponsorship. That's it. Um, I remember also. Uh, Again, check with your accountant because the laws do change around this. But I remember investors were also doing interest only paid up front every year um, so they could maximise what they claim. But of course, that would then be the same once you go to year two. It's just done in one lump sum, but all those sort of things on how to minimise. So the other thing I think about around the end of financial year is smoke alarm batteries in my workplace. Really random, but that's just when I go, okay, I need to just check. I mean, we've got mostly hardwired now. I think there's one battery, one in our server room, but... I know that's really random, but that's that's for me. I, I change that every financial year, um, the battery. So what other things were you thinking, Kerry, when we talked about this for the end of financial year preparedness? Look, I think the key is is that people are actually looking at their P&Ls and they are actually looking at their stock and they are actually doing something leading into the end of the financial year because once that ticks over, uh, you can't really go back. You can't sort of, you, you've really, you know, if there's invoices that you have to issue to get payment in or if there's things that you need to purchase before the end of the financial year, once that 30 June clicks over, you've missed your opportunity. So um, I would say that you should definitely be setting some time aside in the next few days if you haven't already to actually have a look at your books and I always recommend making sure that you have a bookkeeper throughout the year who is using a digital platform like Xero or QuickBooks because then your figures are available at the press of a button any time that you need it. So it should be relatively easy for you to get your figures out and get them sorted. If you're in business and you don't have a regular bookkeeper and you're still putting receipts into a shoebox, I'd say you're not serious about your business because you're really flying blind and you have no idea. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, you have to, I mean, there's certain, for me, I run reports every month on my business. I have a look at the spending on certain areas. You know, we introduce services and drop services based on whether we're getting a good return on on those particular things. And um, we make those changes instantly. But if you're one of those businesses that doesn't do that on a regular basis, certainly once a year at the end of the financial year should be an absolute minimum. And you just reminded me, it's a great time, if you haven't had the courage to do so, have a look at what your input costs are. And normally, businesses will put up their prices at the end of the financial year heading into July. So you'll normally find that suppliers will send around the side. The, the cost increase for this year is, you know, 2%, 3%. But of course, you know, f- people thinking fives with inflation. So it's a good time to do an assessment of what's our gross profit looking like, cost of goods have gone up, do we need to increase our sale price? Now we've been talking about just increase your pricing based on your cost um, for the last, what, six weeks, seven weeks consistently. Yeah. Yeah. So Tribe, if you haven't done it, please do take the time to assess what are your costs, what are your, what's your income, what's your gross profit at, because you really need to be making, I'd say, something at least north of 32, 33% GP because it's all turnover relative. Um, otherwise, you'd be going backwards at a great rate of knots. So yeah. really good time to assess that. But end of financial year is a good time. And the one thing you may not have thought of, which I actually didn't, my accountant, and that's why you should have a good accountant, he said, Nikki, you need to get some depreciation schedules done for your investment properties. I've got a couple of investment properties now. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, do I need that? I thought there was just some automatic voodoo stuff that you guys do every year and it just sort of minuses off. He goes, no, no, you can actually maximize your depreciation write-off and there's specific companies that do 
depreciation schedules. So I've done that across my portfolio this year and it's actually going to lower my tax as it all flows back through to drawings and it's actually going to lower my tax. I think I'm going to lower it by about another 20 odd thousand in what we have to pay in tax. So well and truly worth the expense and it's all relative. So don't forget to get your depreciation schedules as well. Missed a previous show or want to recap a Nickyism or Coach's Corner? Now you can listen when it suits you to the cut-down version of the Business 101 Show live podcast. Find the Business 101 Show on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and all other major listening platforms. Take us with you to the gym for a walk or a bike ride. Click the link on our Facebook post or visit the show page. Also available on anchor.fm. It's time for this week's Nickyism. Yo, a Nicky what? What's a Nickyism? Nickyism, a strategy and or saying that Nicky says, which when used will get you ahead faster. Hey, Coach Nicky, what's it going to be? Everything has a cost. A lot of the times when we're looking at something, we think that we can achieve it without actually having to pay a cost. Now, don't, again, I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about it's okay to actually uh, strategically lose some revenue if you're going to gain some market share. It's okay to actually um, lose position if you're going to gain position down the track. I think people go into a lot of decision-making thinking, I'm going to improve my situation, but they don't actually allow themselves to consider that it's okay to actually have a loss or to pay something to actually get the gain. And I think that sets people up for failure more so than success. So make sure that you look at something and you go, okay, what's it going to cost me, but what's it going to make me? Yes, that makes sense. I'm going to go do it. And especially when I'm talking to kids and teenagers and and teen entrepreneurs, they always sort of go, well, I'm going to do this, this, and this, but there's actually no leeway given for what it's going to cost them. And I think that's setting them up for failure. So that's tonight's Nickyism. There we go. And uh, with the cuppa, Kerry? Oh, I haven't actually uh, looked up anything for this week for the cuppa. (laughs) Oh, no. Well, a good... A good quick one. I mean, you had some great service on the cruise you've just been on for three days. You've loved the service. I flew up here and got amazing service from the cabin manager on Qantas, like personal greeting, attentive, remembered my drink, would I like to top up? Here's some roasted almonds. You know, like you were greeted really well. Your, Your room cleaners were very unobtrusive. How good is it to get service? So again, if you're sitting there going, how am I going to win more customers? Let me tell you, it's very simple, Tribe. Just be really good at customer service and your customers will come back. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we we said a few times on the cruise, you know, wouldn't it be great if we got the kind of service that you get on a cruise at your local Woolies or Coles? And why can't you have that? Well, of course you can, but it's all about them putting it into practice and actually doing it. But they would have an increase in revenue no matter what business you're in. If you give that kind of service, you remember people by their names, you greet them when they come in, you thank them for shopping with you when they leave, and people will be just, you know, running to come back to you. They love it. Remember we asked Paul Sahara whether the COVID and hard stuff hard to get was an excuse for bad service and he said absolutely not. You should never compromise on customer service. So mm-hmm. if you make your number one thing customer service, you will win the day. Absolutely. Well, that's just about it. Uh, we've had a busy day, a busy show. Thank you very much, Coach Nicky. Um, Digital Thanks Coach Kerry, thanks. Thanks, thanks very much to our special guest, Natalie Wilcox, uh, Deputy Mayor of Logan City. It was great to have her in the studio and also great to hear what is happening out and about. As I said, it's been busy one. Catch you next week. Bye, Tribe.
Remember, you should seek your own independent legal and financial advice before making any decisions about what's right for you. Anything the coaches say or recommend during the show is general in nature and does not take into consideration your unique and individual circumstances. You are responsible for yourself and your decisions. That was the Business 101 Show with your hosts, Coach Nikki, Nikki. Digital Coach Carrie, and Logan's own Mal West. Want more hot seats, coaches' corners, and Nikkiisms? For catch-up podcasts and downloadable resources, visit Business 101 Show at our website, business101show.com.au, or on Facebook. Remember what Coach Nikki always says. Version 1 is better than version none. You've been listening to the Business 101 Show podcast, as heard on Logan City's 101 FM on Monday nights. If you have a question on business, or maybe you'd like to be interviewed on our show, get in touch. Email us, info at business101show.com.au. That's info at business101show.com.au. We're on Instagram and Facebook too. You can find all those details at our website, business101show.com.au. 